0: To Refresh My Memory, the podcast about movies, memories, and refreshing beverages. I'm Eric Fell.
1: I'm Jason Dedrick. And I'm Vicki Van.
0: And today we're going to talk about the film Heat, directed by Michael Mann, starring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and 10 million other <laughs> great character performers.
1: I watched The Heat. Was I supposed to oh. watch it? Uh... Oh, God. All right. Let <laughs> me. I mean, play it back in my head. You are right. There's everybody is, or not everybody, but there's a long list of people in this mm. movie.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, sort of the character actors mm-hmm. that we see in there. I mean, Danny Trejo shows up. Yeah, uh, playing uh, a but,
1: character named Trejo.
0: Yeah, yeah that was convenient. That
2: was... <laughs> Creative.
0: <laughs> um, Well, now I'm playing. Blame- uh, Tom Noonan is in like one scene. Uh, he plays the guy who's talking about the computerized stuff.
2: Oh, okay. No.
0: Bald, big beard. Oh,
2: right, yes. Hank Azaria yeah. in it. Hank yeah. yeah. Azaria,
0: yeah. As a love interest.
2: Yeah.
1: Which I was like... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Henry Rollins is yep. in it. As? Uh, as a oh. guy who loves the band Black Flag, because he's got a Black Flag tattoo <laughs> on the back of his neck, like all Henry Rollins characters. He gets beat up by Al Pacino, which to me was the most unconvincing part of the movie, that Al Pacino could beat up Henry Rollins. <laughs> Ooh, ah! I'm trying to remember where, where that is. Where did he beat him up? He yeah. is Van Zant's assistant. Is yeah. that right,
2: Vicki? Yeah, and he throws him through a, oh, a through plate the... glass window into a patio, and and he's just floored. He's he's oh, he's overwhelmed by Al Pacino's masculinity.
1: <laughs> well, he's all hopped up on cocaine. Yes, that's he's true. Got cocaine yeah. bear strength.
2: <laughs>
0: Wow. <laughs> now we're all supposed to talk about how we remember the film, right? Yes. This was my first viewing.
2: Oh wow! Oh,
1: there you go. Okay. Well, let's yeah. hear what you think.
0: Yeah. Yes. I had I had never seen it before. Uh-huh. Um, it had just kind of been like, oh yeah, Heat. Okay, oh, okay, and you know, people we were like, oh, Eric, you know, it's got uh, De Niro and Pacino, and they act together in a scene, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh great, is the scene any good? Well, they're in a diner, and it's a couple over the shoulder shots, and uh, they talk for two minutes. Oh. Um, okay, well I'll watch it another time. And then I put it off for half my life. Um, it was I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh I feel like um I feel like Al Pacino was doing an Al Pacino impersonation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because every stand-up comic who does an Al Pacino impersonation does an Al Pacino impersonation impersonation from heat. Right, yeah, that that's I'm watching like, oh, yeah, this is Rob Bryden's bit, this is so and so's bit, this is so and so's bit as I'm watching it, although his delivery was weird, constantly snapping his fingers yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> And just like, yeah,
1: we gotta find him. We gotta get a bang, bang, baby. Uh,
0: <laughs> what the hell is that? Yes. Why are you saying that?
1: Lots of yelled non sequitur. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I I also thought the same thing, and I was trying to remember, there's a thing that I do from time to time. When did that person become that person? So Dick Tracy is prior to this movie. hmm And Dick Tracy, Al Pacino's already playing an Al Pacino character. Yeah, and he's playing a parody of that type. But prior to that, like what was Al Pacino doing in Dick Tracy that we also knew what he was doing in Dick Tracy? Because I almost wanted to make it that this is the movie that Al Pacino started doing the Al Pacino impersonation. Right. It, but it's not, but it's so it's, close, right? Yeah. It's that cutoff point in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's not that's a five year span though. Like you're trying to figure out like, yeah. like, Sea of Love? Sea of Frankie? Love. Um Frankie and Johnny?
1: I, saw
2: I think Frankie Johnny is a little, little more subtle. Yeah. Than... No, but
0: I'm just trying to think of the movies he did in yeah, there. Yeah. That, that also had a really unconvincing premise. Yeah. Oh, no one wants to date Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the steam has messed up her hair a little bit. Yeah.
1: This was the first time I'd seen the film since I saw it in my De Niro phase back in 95, 93, 95, somewhere in there. Where I was just like, oh, I have to see everything that this guy does. Before he went into it. nutty comedies. <laughs> and uh, every Sunday, I watch on TCM, when it's on, uh, Noir Alley. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize, now that I've watched four years of noir once a week, what a noir movie this is. And mm-hmm. I, it's directed and written by Michael Mann. But I wanted it to be a remake. And I wanted to be able to see the 1948 or 52 version of this, or I want someone to make a slightly stilted version of this movie and set it in that time because this was so noir and I loved Mm -hmm. that aspect of it.
0: I have half good news for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the bad part. It is a
0: remake. (laughs) Is it? It is a remake of a 1980s TV movie called L.A. Takedown, which is written and directed by Michael Mann. And there are scenes that are line for line. I haven't seen the entirety of LA takedown, uh-huh. but I'll tell you this, it's 90 minutes.
1: <laughs> well, that's doable. Yeah, because as our producer said in his uh, take on this, he was watched it last night and he felt like he was still watching it. Yes. It is a long movie. It's There's
0: a,
2: a, almost three hours or over three hours.:
0: It is two hours and 51 minutes, which is four minutes shorter than the Batman) <laughs>
1: So if you're looking for something just save that time, if you got a bus to catch and you did not have time for the Batman, yeah,
2: keeps yeah. your game. But yeah.
1: it was funny because as I'm watching it, it, you know what it felt like to me was, uh, you know how often there's a movie, then you read the novelization of the movie, and it's more elaborate. Yeah, this felt <laughs> like the if this was the novelist the novelization was less elaborate than yeah. this movie. But as he went along, every 10 minutes, a new character came along. And I said, oh, do I have to learn who this guy's name is? Do I have
2: to stick with this guy?
0: Apparently not. Because some of them just, you know, like the serial killer
2: subplot. Just kind of uh, resolves itself at the end. But, yeah.
1: But, but they, be, it was yeah. weird. But nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows that he was the serial killer yeah. yet,
2: do they? Yeah. No. No. It's no. a happy coincidence. Yeah. yeah. They they never make a link, but, uh, expressed a link between the serial killer that's killing all these women and the guy who dies. Wayne Grove. Wayne Grove, yeah. yeah.
0: What was your first impression, Vicki, of watching that? Like, how did you first watch it?
2: Uh, I was 20 and just going into my, like, uh, fanatic film phase as well. Um, my first viewing, though, I remember watching um, it, something, like, clicked in my brain um, when Danny Trejo is killed. Um, this was... Like the first time I watched all these like '80s and '90s films where all these kind of Hispanic gang gang members and crime lords and they would just get gunned down anonymously in film after film, and this was the first time I really saw someone, um, someone Hispanic, dying, and and being treated in a in a tender way, in in a in a emotional and and I don't know the words. Uh, tender, emotional, uh, treated with depth, mm-hmm. a thoughtful um, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it really clicked in my brain that I had seen all this kind of carnage of Hispanic men. <laughs> uh, uh, El Mariachi came out that same, or Desperado came out that same <laughs> year. So, oh, I, see, yeah. um, I didn't have a whole lot of like Hispanic role models growing up on television. Uh, or movies, and and this really hit me really hard. I was just like, "Wow, that's the first time I've I've seen that on film." That uh, I'm sure there's been one or two characters that were treated, you know, with some complexity before, but uh, I didn't see them. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of uh, you know Harrison Ford gunning down various people <laughs> in various movies. Um, yeah, it really hit me hard. Um, watching it now, uh, it's I get that same memory. But my big thing from this movie was, yeah, Al Pacino's kind of over the top performance, the way he drives everywhere like a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> like uh, that really got me. Um, the female performance performances were amazing, but they're all kind of you know waiting for the dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's really, you know, it's a movie about those two characters and their addiction to this, their lives and their lifestyles. But, um, but character wise, it's, it's, you know, you get some depth to every single person who comes on screen, which is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of the things I notice is it's such a, um, you know, there's a lot of film bros who swear by this. And I actually found that a little bit like, oh, I don't want to have to watch this movie. Yeah, it's like off-putting. a little putting And then I watched it, and it's like, oh, right. This is a movie that, once again, these guys misunderstand at a fundamental level. Because yeah. they should not be, you know, getting weak at the knees at these guys. Like, when um, De Niro's character shows himself to be a coward um, when he, at, at the end, right before his final... Um, showdown with Pacino. Mm-hmm. Like he just shows himself to be a coward by, um, it was, I thought the scene was, was really amazing. We're going to spoil the movie here if that's yeah. okay. Okay, well there's a bit where he's free and clear. He can go to the airport with his girlfriend, uh, Edie, mm-hmm. and um, he also has a chance to kill a guy who has wronged him, who actually, you know, set up Trejo's yeah. death and stuff. And so he chooses that. It's like, okay. And then he gets out of the car. He leaves her in the car, goes into the hotel, and uh, this is where I think it separates itself from a, a regular run-of-the-mill movie, mm. is you see him go upstairs, you see him uh, pull the fire alarm, you see him do all the regular assassiny things we've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. But it cuts back to Edie in the car, and she's witnessing the fire trucks coming, the, the place being evacuated, the cops running around with guns, and and she's it's dawning on her that all of this chaos is him. Yeah. He is causing all this chaos. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back to her, like my first thought is, oh, this is the bit where he comes back to the car and she's gone. No he comes back to look at her looks her straight in the eyes and he bolts
2: yeah definitely.
0: and that's the moment where it's like yes that's his core as a character he's a coward he's not this honorable dude who's like yeah, you know you can just drop a you know you can leave within 30 seconds no no yes. he he bolts he just <laughs> yeah. bolts and then on the flip side is Al Pacino basically saying to his wife, Ah, it's never gonna work.
2: Ah, I'm <laughs> and gonna or his, yeah. his stepdaughter in the hospital, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, I know she's just tried to kill herself, but uh, I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, and you're so. like, oh
0: my god, yeah, they're 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 miserable, incomplete human beings, mm. and it, it's it's intentionally made that way in the film. And the, the film bros who just go gaga over these guys, it's just like, oh, you didn't get it, you didn't get it. No. <laughs> you didn't get it. <laughs>
1: There's not a lot refreshing. (laughs) It's pretty dark. It's a dark, black (laughs) movie. (laughs) Happens a lot at night. Where I'm segueing to in this is uh, the drink of choice for this. We see uh, Al Pacino drink Jack Daniels, but there's a lot of coffee being drunk, including Mm. in Robert De Niro's empty beach house.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No furniture, but he has a coffee maker. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all you need. (laughs) And so Eric was kind enough to bring us some lovely beans...
0: Yeah, so the beans I chose uh-huh. are uh, J.J. Bean East Side Blend. That has, uh, that's, that's a blend that's been used uh, in a lot of my favorite actual diners in Vancouver, many of which, unfortunately, are no longer with us, like uh. Seb's and uh, The Whip and uh, uh, many, many other places. But yeah, I, I always knew that if I was going into something like Slickety Jim's, they'd have a cup of hot uh, East Side Blend from J.J. Bean. Uh, which is also—it's uh, I almost said brewed—it's roasted uh, right up the street from the Sneaky D headquarters. Oh,
1: yeah. wow! So it's super local. <laughs> super yeah, there's local. there's
0: two around uh, the Sneaky D. Is it Sneaky D compound? Yeah. Yeah, the Sneaky D compound. Uh, there is uh, JJ Bean and uh, Agro, which is also very good. Um, I couldn't get any aggro for this. Oh. I really wanted it because I thought it would be funny. Um, but You were uh, so aggravated. Because <laughs> yeah. then, yeah, then I'd
2: be drinking this. <sighs> <laughs> Hoo-ha. I well, love the fun. smell Thank of you. coffee, but I'm not a, fa- a fan of drinking it. But I will try some because mm. I haven't tried it in years. So All maybe. right.
1: Drum roll, please. Here we go. The sip is happening. And...
2: Oh, gross. Oh, gross. Would you like Ugh. something in it, or would
0: you like it to go away? You want uh, the Jack yeah. Daniels.
2: <laughs> no, a little sip is fine. I do love, I love the smell of coffee. My mom used to make coffee every morning and fill a house with that smell. And we had a
1: percolator, actually, when um, I was little. And so that even smelled yeah. more, the, the baffling percolator I coffee. I remember a thing.
2: percolator, yeah. 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 Boop, 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 but I've, I've tried it a couple times. I've tried it in Italy when I was visiting, and... I thought, if I don't like it here, I won't like it anywhere. (laughs) And I tried it twice, once in the Vatican. And, uh, yeah, it was disgusting. I added so much sugar, nothing would help. Nothing would help.
0: You you broke nine commandments in
2: rage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You referred to it as the Vatican drag. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is good. This is better than your average diner coffee. And, of course, this is the movie that has the famous diner scene, like we Mm -hmm. said. It was actually kind of funny how he's, I don't know, how they... The, what the mechanics of it was. Uh, uh, De Niro was driving uh, in a very busy city on a very busy highway, but they didn't somehow know where he is and can guide Al Pacino to drive up behind him and give him the flash of the reds and blues. Pulls over, goes up to the window and says, how are we going to keep a off And he said, okay. And then the, the camera sort of lingers on De Niro and he's got this look on his face like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was just this moment. He's just kind of like self-reflexive... <laughs> What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? All right. And they go to the diner and they have their scene. And so we've also got some snacks here. Mm -hmm. Some lovely diner fries uh, that I also have on the side here. We have some ketchup with a shot of sriracha in it. Why is there sriracha in it? Because of the cold. No, no, it's cold in the fridge. The heat. (laughs) This is adding heat heat to the fries. Now, we could just sample the fries, or if you like, I could each grab your head separately, smash it on the <laughs> table, and into the window before you have your fries. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, as, as, as seen in the film Heat.
1: <laughs> film Heat. Which is another disturbing scene. But yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, Also, yeah, we've, we've mentioned quite a few great character actors. Um, we, we never even brought up Val Kilmer.
2: Yeah, he's third build. Yeah. He mm-hmm. does
0: a great job. Yeah, he's excellent. And Ashley Judd is
1: fantastic. Yeah, and again, she comes sort of out of nowhere. Again, oh, Ashley Judd's in this. Yeah.
2: Ash-
0: yeah. yeah. And she's nice. Yeah, now there is a scene from Heat that I had seen repeatedly um, uh, as, as you know, joke things. It's the, uh, the, she's got a great ass. I'll do it. She's got a great ass scene. <laughs> and uh, now I know who they were talking about. Because I'm like, I wonder who, wonder who this is in the movie. <laughs> and it, of course, was. Hank Azaria, because he was he was in the scene. He was getting yelled. It's also funny watching that scene and knowing that he's yelling at Mo Sizzler, <laughs> the
2: With, love interest Mo.
1: Yeah, that
0: was
2: yeah.
1: he was he was such a scumbag in that
2: mm-hmm.
1: movie. Smuggling cigarettes is what proves to be his undoing. Yeah, right? I thought an interesting little funny character right at the beginning, and I was actually worried that we were going to have more of this. Was a console TV guy. Did you remember console TV guy?
2: Console TV guy. <laughs>
1: console TV guy.
2: Yes, console TV guy
1: is even mentioned as console TV guy. I would be surprised if he's in the credits. <laughs> console TV guy. Tell me about
0: console. T- Why am I not remembering
1: console I don't know. TV it's guy? Caught my eye so much because when they're doing the initial heist and uh, the 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 armored car gets hit by the big green truck yeah. underneath the uh, the overpass. there, yeah. There's a quick shot off to the side of an old man with a beard. Yes! Oh, and he has a full-size console TV. <laughs> and it's operational. On. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, I remember that. It's on. I know the guy you're talking about now. Okay. And it's in a shopping cart. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, the, the, like the TV that my mom and dad had in 1972 <laughs> is this guy's got. And he witnessed it. He's the guy that tells yeah. them the, the slick clue yeah. Yeah. because he heard them. He was hiding. And that's why I know because Pacino says, what about console TV guy? <laughs> <laughs> but I just such, the fact that it was on it's on in both scenes hmm. it's on in the daytime when he's hiding and it's also on at night when he's uh, giving his information <laughs> to the police
2: that's that's the director going we need we need something interesting here we it's, need Sylvania's you know, going to pull
1: out of this if we don't have
0: <laughs> where are we going to get our gold star money
2: <laughs> oh Food and heat there's uh, scrambled eggs some diner food uh, but what would be the perfect snack to go with this long long movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I had thought flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> but that was before I'd seen heat again and realized maybe maybe not maybe novelty snacks aren't, aren't
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you need a full meal yeah oh that's a good one let me think
1: quietly
0: here Well, you folks home, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean yeah good, a good snack Heat. I honestly I think the 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 whole idea of like a, a full meal and a diner food, we can mm. throw that together, just like a diner diner brunch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like a steak and potatoes or yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, something something very meaty. Like yes. the performances yes. in the film. Yeah. Something really, you can
2: like, chew on. Like the scenery <laughs> like that is around can. Al Pacino yes.
0: throughout this whole film.
2: Sprinkled with some sort of amphetamine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it has to be portable because you have to be able to drive at 100 miles an hour with it. (laughs) Take it to another location.
2: Come to a screeching halt (laughs) wherever you go.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I uh, I want a drink, though, like a specific Um, drink.
2: We've got coffee. We've
0: got coffee, but if we were to invent a movie, a movie, if we were to invent a drink with the feel of the movie
2: something cool,
0: something long and cool? Long and cool. So a tall glass? Yeah. Tall glass, maybe a, a blue in color.
2: Ooh, like the title. Yes,
1: yeah, so or like all the night scenes, and all the aerial shots of the night yeah, scenes. The only there was, you know, that liqueur that uh, what's the one that has the gold flakes in it? Goldschlager. Goldschlager. If, you, if, you, if you could put that in there, so that it could twinkle in the blue indigo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does gin and the cinnamon schnapps work together? Because you could use Empress Gin. Oh wow! With the blue color. The, the blue
0: Empress Gin. You do the blue. Just bluepress gin and some fireball
1: whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the heat. Bring on oh. the heat. I don't know. I, I sometimes buy uh alcohol-based advent calendars. You know, because I'm Christian. <laughs> 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 and they had a, uh, a fireball advent calendar. And I don't know why I was disappointed by it, but I was. It turns out that behind every window was a tiny bottle of fireball. They did not mix it up at all. There was, was no a- variation. There, was no, there was no, like, fireball with banana, <laughs> fireball with melon. No, I had 24 little containers of fireball over the month of December. Actually, I should, I'll correct myself, there was 20 of them, and then there was four, there was a keychain in one, and uh, a little other (laughs) keychain in another one. It's just all (laughs) keychains. Maybe two other keychains, there was some other inspired fireball, but that was disappointing. That's
0: really weird, because my keychain advent calendar had four fireball whiskeys in it.
1: Oh, if I'd known you then, we could have traded off. I know. (laughs) A, that's the screeching halt. That's the screeching halt. <laughs> I do have a Robert De Niro story, much like my Harrison Ford story that I was able to tell before. I'll, uh, I'll give you the highlights of my Robert De Niro story, if you would like to hear it. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want to be Mr. Robert De Niro's story. <laughs> I, uh, I get my hair cut <laughs> about once every four months. So my life is like a version of the Play-Doh fuzzy pumper barbershop toy. I go right down to nothing and then it grows out until it's George Harris in 1968 and then it's hacked back again. And so I was working at a video store. I got a call from my mom who had taken the call at home and she said, there's something about extra work uh, in an Al Pacino movie. Uh, you're supposed to call your agent. So I called the agent and said, yeah, uh Hi. You know, how you do on the phone. She said, did your mom tell you what it's about? And I said, no, it's just uh, getting my hair cut or something in an Al Pacino movie. And she said, no, it's not Al Pacino. It's Robert De Niro. And I was like, uh, uh what? And it's not a scene getting your hair cut. We need you to get your hair cut so that Robert De Niro can look at your head and decide if he likes that haircut for himself.
2: What?
1: what? Hold on. <laughs> No, I heard it correctly. Okay. Uh,
0: So you were to be a test head? Test head.
1: Yeah. Wow. Please tell me what happened. I said, okay. (laughs) And I'm going to get two days extra work on the show. This was for this boy's life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Yes. Little Leonardo DiCaprio. He had no supermodels on this movie. (laughs) Pre-Supermodel Leo. So... I, uh, I went to the North Shore Studios to get this done, and when I arrived there, there's two other guys there with long hair, <coughs> real long hair, like Nelson hair. You remember the band Nelson?
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: And they're looking at these pictures of guys that have like uh, actual black and whites from a barbershop from 1958, mm. really, really short buzz cuts. And they're looking at them and they're like, uh, I don't know about this. When you said a haircut, (laughs) I thought it was just going to be a trim. And the poor PA looked over at me and said, are you here to get your haircut? And I said, yeah. She says, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) She grabbed me. She took me down the hall to a very nervous barber. And I didn't have my contacts on at the time. I had my glasses on. I had to take my glasses off. So I could see me blurry in the mirror. And I knew the dark part was my hair. And <laughs> he just cut it all. It all went down to nothing. And it just looked like looking at my pinky. at a like distance now. Oh my gosh. It looked like he cut my ear because he was so nervous. Wow. And so it's not a good haircut. This is a bad, mm. bad, bad haircut. And so I go back out. The two guys are gone. And now another guy has come. And he gets his hair cut. And they say, if you'd stand around now, Mr. De Niro would like to come out and have a look at your head.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: He okay. And so up comes Robert De Niro. And he looks at my head. And he looks at the other guy's head. Now, the other guy, he's a better looking guy than me. I'm an ugly guy. No. Well, okay. I'm uglier than the, this other okay. guy. You know in Stripes, when all the guys get the haircut, but somehow Bill Murray's looks slightly better than everybody else? Yeah. This guy's looked slightly better than mine. Oh, boy. you had that going on. I looked like a concentration camp kind of haircut. (laughs) Oh, jeez. He looked like a guy from the 50s kind of haircut. (laughs) And so Robert De Niro looks, and he says, "Uh, I like the sides on this guy's head about me, but I like the top of the other guy. Could we do sort of a combo of that? And they said, yes, yes, of course we could. Of course we could. And then he he looked at me. He said, maybe we should take the hair off all the way around this guy, eh? And my brain said, oh, don't say that, Mr. De Niro, because these people are all so nervous. Somebody is going to grab me from behind and put me into the chair and do that. That That's what my brain thought. My brain was so excited, it put all of those words into my mouth. And hit the send button. So that I said, ah, "Let's make that happen." <laughs> and then I sort of stood there silently. <laughs> and Robert De Niro went away, and he got his hair cut. And they said, "You guys are welcome to hang around if you want. Uh, he'll be back, and then we can see all your hair together." And I said, "Yeah, sure." So we're standing there, and I'm like, "I got to make up for this stupid oh my god faux pas." Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm going to be friends with Robert De Niro, <laughs> yeah, your haircut buddies, exactly. So I'm figuring when he comes back, I'm going to say, hey, (laughs) nice haircut, (laughs) right? So we're there hanging around. He gets the haircut from the nervous guy, and he comes back out, and he's almost to us. And the other guy says, hey, nice haircut. (laughs) And I said, yeah. (laughs) And... How did De Niro react? He said, yeah, we should form a club or something. Thanks, boys. And he shook us both by the shoulder, and he went back off to his meeting, and we got to leave.
0: Oh, that's great. So it wasn't a situation like, this is a funny guy. This is a real funny guy. Why don't you talk like this guy? This is a real funny guy. This guy. I like this guy. This is my uh, terrible Robert De Niro. Uh, The key to Robert De Niro is uh, just scowl and almost ask a question. Let's some coffee. Let's some coffee. Thinking thinking that's a coffee.
2: That's coffee.
0: I don't even I sound like Brando. That's terrible, Eric. Oh, that's what it is. I'm De Niro in Godfather 2. There, yeah. flawless. De Niro doing Brando.
1: They put me behind him in the scene. And uh they had me move out of the scene because they said if you're in the same scene as Robert De Niro, no one's gonna look at De Niro. That's how odd looking I was in this movie. Oh no. I had to go back and get my hair cut again, and then they put me in a toque. bum <laughs>
0: So what are we going to name this drink?
2: Mm. That
0: drink that we talked about. Did we agree on the actual drink? No, we didn't. It was tall glass. A, tall glass. Goldschlager. We're going to do gin and gold. Gin, Goldschlager, and Empress Gin and Goldschlager.
1: That's right. And, it's
2: and, gonna and be. Fire, fireball whiskey. <laughs> it a
1: fireball whiskey float. <laughs> fireball whiskey float. <laughs> Just for the heat. Uh, what should we call it? The hoo-ha. Yeah. The what do you got? What do you got? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, indigo, the nighttime, the, the failed
2: heist. <laughs> Ooh, the failed heist.
1: Yeah. Oh we'll...
0: I like failed heist. Okay. The failed yeah. heist. Botched
2: heist. Botched. Botched. Heist. Botched de-botched heist.
0: The botched heist. De-botched I love it. Heist. Debotched.
2: Debotched heist. <laughs>
0: like debauchery.
2: Maybe that's too far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I. I mean, I'm cool. We botched or debotched. Botched botched or debotched <laughs> sounds like, I was like uh, how do you want your car uh, fixed <laughs> you want it botched or debotched um, yeah I love botched heist uh, folks if you want to make yourself a botched heist uh, please take a picture of it and send it our way along with any questions or queries or comments to D SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com uh, this has been an absolute pleasure the light is all okay.
2: refresh my memory.
0: Refresh
2: my memory.